guys all want to pray before this or something like that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I work for a religious thing, and they, they always do it like before. They're like, okay, everybody, <laughs> let's pray. Well, <laughs> to our great farter in the sky. <laughs> Hello to all you unconventional conventionists. This week on Rocky Talkie, we are beyond excited to introduce you to this week's super special guest host. This week, we're going to be joined on air by Phil Dejean, one of the first ever leaders of our own NYC RHPS and an absolute community legend. Hi, Phil. How's it going, eh? <laughs> Hello, Phil. All right. Before our full-length episode drops on Thursday, we'd love to give ourselves and our listeners a chance to learn all about you and your tremendous time within our community. So we've put together a Q&A sesh for you. Are you ready to get grilled? Grill me, baby, like I've never been grilled before! <laughs> okay, well, the first question that we ask all our guests, we'd love to hear about your Rocky origin story. When did you see the movie and the shadow cast for the first time? And what was that like? Yeah. And once you'd seen it, how did you become a cast member? What made you decide that this is what you wanted to be doing with your weekends for, you know, the foreseeable future? Wow. Um, let's see. I was a high school freshman. I had heard about the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, I went to music and art high school and there was a girl uh, in class and her name was Avia. And she said, I went to the Rocky Horror Picture Show last night. It was fabulous. And I was just like, oh, what's that? I heard, I, you know, heard of, like little things on this and that and then fame and stuff like that. And then uh, I also, there was some kids in school that were rumored to be Rocky Horror people. So I ended up getting found by one of them. And that was a Joe Snow. He played Eddie at the 8th Street Playhouse. And he kind of like took me under the wing because I was this this nerdy kid with the glasses. I was fat and I felt like some, I was always very insecure. And he was just like, come on, kid, you coming with me. You go, all right, get in the car. You going to Rocky. I mean, he didn't have a car. Get in the train. We're going to Rocky. And it was just it, like, first he said, all right, you got to get, fully mentally prepared for this. So we would go to his house and we would watch it on videotape. He worked at a video store, but he had copies of it. It was recorded off of Uptown, which was the Channel N on a New York City cable back then in the days. And um, so I saw it and I was like, okay, there's music, there's uh, meatloaf, but I don't get what's the big allure for this. But then when we went down to 8th Street, it was crazy. There was <laughs> like, yeah, man, there was like, People all over there, you know, there were I don't know, some people were smoking some substances, some people were wild partying. Everybody looked so pretty, you know, guys, girls, everybody. There was no delineation. I had lived such a like conservative life, you know, and then to suddenly come to this place where everybody's just wildly living their own life, it was uh, it was complete culture shock to me, and uh, that's what what sold me on it. I remember uh, on stage the Janet flashed. And I was like, holy cow, tits! Oh my God! <laughs> Amazing! That close to my face. I was like, oh my God. And now note, I, I was a, I said I was a, I was a, a freshman in high school. I was like a complete, like total nerd. I didn't get, you know, I didn't get this close. And then on top of that, there were some nerd heroes there. Like when you saw Ron Maxwell doing his thing, uh, that dude was like a, a serious, like, wow, this guy. 
he's he's a nerd and it's okay. And I was just like, wow, it was a, a real eye-opening experience to me. But I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I remember I was uh, like such a Ron fanboy. I used to go to the show, keep coming to the show. And I was just like be totally fanboy for him. And he was just like, dude, stop it. Don't do that. And I was just like, and it, I really needed that because it kind of like, you know, helped me be my own person. So he stopped me from being like a total Ron fanboy and developed my own uh, situation there. And uh, hanging out with Joe and things like that. I remember I uh, painted, I, I'm an art student, right? So I painted his jacket, his Eddie jacket. And uh, then there was also the fabulous Firehawk. God rest both their souls. They, they have both passed on. And he asked me, he saw Joe's jacket. And he's like, that, that jacket looks great. Why don't you paint one for me? And I painted him one too. So I painted his jacket. And then everybody had these cool styling jackets. And then hanging out with Sal and them where they would always do uh, fan club work. Eventually I got into the fan club working on there. And he said, hey, you painted these great jackets. Why don't you paint one for yourself? And I was like, who, me? <laughs> yeah. And then I started doing that. Once I had my jacket, they were like, hey, why don't you perform? I'm like, no. But yes, yes, it's what I really wanted. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll level with you. The regulars would hang out on Friday night. And then there was a cast in Brooklyn called the Marlboro at the Marlboro Theater. We would go and perform over there doing yeah. the Marlboro. And then there was also other factions. There was the Midway crew. So like all the, the casts, they would all come to Rocky on Friday, but then all the Saturday, Saturdays for the tourists, all the hardcore Rocky people would go Fridays and then go perform on Saturdays at their respective places. That's so amazing. So this is all A Street Playhouse. This is what, 81, 82? This would be literally 81, 82. Yes. Okay. And at that time I met uh, Madman Mike and like all the various different, Madman Mike had a full head of hair back then. He, <laughs> he was just a kid like me. We were like, we were like kids and like just hanging out at the, at the pizzeria and stuff like that. Like the, the cast, this, this was the, the eighth street cast then were like the people that came from the Waverly. They, they mm -hmm. were like, they were like God says they, these were the X-Men. And then eventually when we were asked to perform, but then, Oh, I remember Madman Mike, he used to be the riff. At, at the the Marlboro in Brooklyn. And then what happens is when 8th Street asked him to start performing, he was performing as Dr. Scott at 8th Street. And we were like, oh, this is a betrayal. How dare, how dare you leave us for that? But then eventually down the road, we all started getting snatched up and getting pulled over to 8th Street. So it was like, whoops. So not a bad thing. Everybody congregates eventually, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just like uh, same thing with like uh, the Midway. Like the Midway, if they had any really good talent, you know, like, hey, there's this there's out of control Frank named Donnie over there at the Midway in Queens. And then all of a sudden, guess what? He started doing Frank at 8th Street. What a strange coincidence. Oh, man, I love it. I love it. Yeah, Bobby Big Daddy also came from the Midway in Queens too. So yeah, there, there was like, that's how they did. Fantastic. Oh yeah, Delfina came from the Long Island cast. It was like church. So all the all the congregants would come on Fridays and then like I said, Saturday you'd go back and bring the message to the people in where you're from. Oh, the good old days. Here, here. <laughs> Phil, you have been an incredible Rocky performer for decades. We'd love to know if you've got a performance that sticks out in your mind as your favorite. Hmm. My favorite performance? Well, okay. For me personally, I, I tell you, I am just 
but a humble Eddie. And also, I guess, a Dr. Scott at times and also a Brad at times. There are various different things I was, whatever I was asked to do. But I think my favorite time that I, I ever performed was we did this thing on Broadway once. And it was right in the streets of Broadway and there was a big platform and we performed like normally, you know, they just do time warp and that's the end of it. But I think this was a thing that they actually, they did time warp and sweet tea and stuff like that, but they wanted hot patootie. And it was great because I remember they put us up in the hotel and there was like all these really fancy, fancy people. And there was a Barbara Streisand uh, uh, lookalike. And she's like, I am Barbara. And then we went out to go perform on this big, stage and i remember the part where eddie like goes through the aisles like i just jumped off the stage and almost broke my leg but i just didn't cur because i was just so stoked i've been like here 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 on broadway baby (laughs) that's so amazing right in the middle all right let's uh let's get a little lighter nobody has been ballsy enough to pick this question from our question sheet yet and we are so glad that you're the first one With your incredible performance history, there must have been at least one or two times that shit went completely sideways during a show. So what was your most embarrassing moment on stage? Well, my most embarrassing moment on stage, um, let's see. There was a time that we were asked to perform at the Waverly Theater. I think this must have been about 2010, like every once in a while, they would open up the Waverly and say, okay, you guys are going to perform at the Waverly some, for some big Rocky thing. I think it was before they became the IFC. And um, we went down there and to perform. And at this point, I was about 313 pounds. So, you know, I was a guy, I like to eat and stuff like that. I, you know, I'm an Eddie. I'm doing my thing, living my life. But unfortunately, things were not going so good for me health-wise. You know, I had just uh, started trying to clean up my life and things like that. My mom had just passed away. She was literally uh, 50 years old and died from like, you know, not eating so good and things like that. So I thought like, maybe I should do something about that. But I remember performing and like right after like you know running through this the aisles and then there when i died i literally felt like i was gonna die and there was at the back of the waverly there was like what looks like a parking lot it's an open space and there was some cars and i remember just going out there and falling on the floor lying dead after frank killed me and i felt like i was gonna drop dead for real and then after that i realized that maybe I should start doing some stuff with my health and taking care of myself so that I don't die and that I stick around a little bit longer. It was it was a very scary and a very rude awakening moment for myself that I really, I you know, I'm just glad that I'm still alive to be here right now. I started taking care of my health, eating healthier. I was just telling you guys before I before this uh, filming that I don't, uh, you know, I'm more plant-based and every once in a while I try to get out there and do a little exercise and stuff. A little bit, a little bit. Not not, not going crazy here, but I, I, I'm 54 years old right now. And I, I'm 54 years old and I can start doing the splits. Uh, things along those lines. <laughs> you don't look a day over 20. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I, th- I think I think all of us Eddies have had that moment where we run all the way around, we get back, we sit there. Okay, we got off stage, and now you're just sitting there going, maybe, maybe this is the week I take up yoga. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm ta- I, I I do yoga. Seriously, it's good That'll stuff, my friend. Good stuff. <laughs> 
Now that our community is gearing back up from being locked away during the Panera Bread, a lot of our people have been getting a little spicy and putting on performances that feel kind of grandiose by pre-pandemic standards. We would love to know, do you have like a Rocky pipe dream aspiration, some sort of show or performance or Rocky related thing that you think would be really cool to put on, but like may or may not ever happen for real? If I had my druthers, uh, I personally, uh, my big aspiration is to go out to Japan and perform with Lips, the Japanese cast. But, uh, you know, their they're, 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 uh, Eddie over there is totally awesome. So Sachiko Giannina. Uh, she is awesome. So I, I, maybe I just would go out there and just watch her perform or just go out there because uh, there was an incident. I met a lot of them in 2015 at the 40th anniversary. And I was like, I'm going to Japan. I want to like, you know, you always hear this, the tales of when Sal and, and the posse went out there to Japan and did that. I was like, I want to do that too. And when I went out there, it was in August and it was uh, far from the Rocky season. So they weren't doing Rocky. But they met with me and we hung out and we went to some cool places. We went to movie theaters. We saw Shin Godzilla out there. No subtitles or anything like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was something. So I got to give a shout out to definitely to Sachiko, Shiny, Junko J, Yamamoto, and um, the rest of the posse. But definitely I would like to get back over to Japan and perform out there. Or at least go out there and see their show. It just looks so fun. If anything, with the world opening up again. I want to get around and go all over the world and see Rocky. Like whenever I go traveling, I would go to different spots. I remember going down to Paris. Ah, hey, you want to talk about Paris for a second there? I was, uh, I had 10 days in Paris and I remember going down to a Studio Galande where the time slips are. Yeah. And I remember going there and I saw they had a pic of Hadrian up there. And so I hit up Hadrian via Facebook and I say, Hadrian, are, are you in Paris right now? And he's like, dude, I'm in New York. This is pre-Canada. But he said, but go talk to this person, this person, and this person and uh, drop my name. So I was like, cool. So I went over there. I met up with the cast. I dropped Hadrian's name and they, they were like, so cool. Uh, and on top of that, I met their Frank David uh, at the 40th anniversary too. So many people I met at the 40th anniversary. So to go there and to meet these people. All right. You know, as, as you know, with me, Aaron, there's a brotherhood of the Eddies, right? <laughs> sure. Any place Absolutely. you go, all the Eddies, if you're an Eddie, you're cool. You're cool. There, there's no competition. Everybody's cool, cool with you. you. It's all love. Uh, their Eddie over there, he was like an American guy but but he's there and he's living in paris you know he's awesome you you'll you'll know his name is peter he usually wears a, a rolling stones t-shirt a big yellow rolling stones t-shirt and if, if you speak english go talk to that dude he's super friendly and then after after the show like after the show everybody was like fellowshipping and stuff like that and wanted to hang out but i had to get back but the next day he says come out come out meet with me he met me at a restaurant like seriously it was like one of these some big fancy restaurant like took me there and like i said i don't eat meat or this or that and they he had the he brought out the the cook from the places yeah i want you to meet this chef. this is my friend from america here you know i was like wow Aww. i'm feeling like a celeb over here for real but then we really sat down and we really talked shop about 
Eddie and performing Eddie and just getting into the the finer details of the thing and uh, costuming and things like that. And then afterwards, when I returned to America, we would speak, vice versa, we would text back and forth. And he was saying like, yo, we're trying to get a space shoot. We're trying to get a, a, a space laser. Like, what do you know? And luckily for me, I was able to go. That's why I love the, the, the Iraqi community, because I was able to reach out there and reach out on the Facebook page, talk to various different people like, who's got this? Who's got this? And they were able to accommodate the, the Paris and get those things to them. So I can't wait to go back to their show and see how they're looking, because they were all sort of awesome last time, but I'm sure they're even cooler now. I'll leave it at that. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's so fucking amazing. It's one of the things I love the most about, you know, getting out into the community, visiting everybody like we've met the time slips in in Paris. They're super fucking fantastic. I absolutely love them. I didn't even know that the Japanese Showercast was still going like I haven't heard much out of them in, in quite a while, but that's awesome. That would be the trip of a lifetime, right, to be able to get out there and, and see all their stuff. So. In that same vein, uh, is there something that you're like most looking forward to working with our cast or the community at large, you know, kind of a big thing in the future? Well, I think whenever you guys need me, I'll always come a running. When uh, you guys started doing all the online performances. Yes, yes. Like you're like, hey, do you want to be on this online performance? I remember doing Dr. Scott. And like I tell you, that that performance was, I was just going on about how cool that was. And like... Uh, when Dr. Scott comes through and with the, the contact magnet um, and I'm being pulled through, you really, you, you're the person that edited that, right? Yeah, I You did. made it look like I was literally being pulled. And I was just like, dude, I was just a guy sitting in a thing. Um, <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Another fun thing that you did was when you were doing the, it was like a Halloween show. Everybody was doing like a horror thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, there was all the people from all the different casts, and they were all so cool and fun to sit and talk uh, Zoom wise with them. And I remember they were like, "Okay, um, you should be like, since you're Dr. Scott, you, you know, you could be like a, a jigsaw." Now, note, I would like to state for the record, I had never seen any horror movies. I never saw any of those movies. I didn't know nothing about it. I literally had to go do the research, <laughs> find out about Jigsaw, how Jigsaw talks. I mean, like, we weren't really, like, doing a talking thing, but I wanted to find out more. So I got the costume. Got to get the costume right because, you know, we're Rocky people. We do this thing. I literally had a tricycle mailed to me. <laughs> And I didn't know that the tricycle comes unassembled. I had to put this tricycle together, nut and bolt, screw that thing together and do it and then film things. And then like for for the little pieces, filmed all that. And then we put it together in this thing. And then after that, just get rid of the, the tricycle. I, I, luckily, luckily, I had a, a niece that just had some little kids. So, uh, hey, take this tricycle. You want a tricycle? Hey, tricycle for you. It's free. It barely been used. It's not cursed at all. We swear. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but uh, what I do is I, I just like, you know, with normal Rocky stuff, like I've been involved with Rocky so long. The most important thing for me is just to. Still keep coming around the community. It's just like, you know, showing up, performing every once in a while, seeing, you know, knowing people's names, getting to know people. That's the important thing that I love because I think it's important for all the different Rocky people from all the generations to come together. For a while there, I was doing Rocky Diner dinners. Well, you know, so many people were eventually dying because we're getting older and people are dying. So what happens is we would have like dinners where we would commemorate these various different people. And then we'd all go to Rocky. So then we'd get to meet all the new generation and then we'd all get to be friends and party and hang out and things like that. So that was going on. And then the pandemic. So I was, I'm 
glad that once it's getting around to the end of that, maybe we could start going back to that, getting together and hanging out, having fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we love every time you come around, like you're always welcome at our show and like, you know, Meg will cast you anytime, any day. <laughs> right on. You know, I'm, I'm down with that. I love it. And I love you guys for it. So last but certainly not least, Rocky has been a part of your life in some form or other for a huge portion of it. We would love to know the best way that being part of the Rocky community has affected your real life. Rocky has best affected my life in so many different ways. I can't even separate Rocky from my life. You know, it's <laughs> such a and, – and, and Rocky people get this. We understand this. We know this because oh, yeah. this is our life. Like, I mean – I married a person that was from Rocky. I did like, you know, it's, it's a thing we do. It's, it's a part of this community. It's, 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 we're so deeply entrenched in it. What I think I learned best from Rocky, because like I said, when I first came in in music and art, I was, I was like, just like a freshman. I was like this little nebbishy kid, much like Brad in the beginning of the film. And then eventually Brad goes through some stuff. He goes through some changes. And then at the end, it's like, he's, he's experienced some stuff. And then he, you know, he moves on to shock treatment. <laughs> Just saying. The thing that I got from Rocky the most is to learn I was a Nebishi kid and I got acceptance. I got acceptance from the, the Rocky community. It didn't matter how I looked. I mean, I'm this Puerto Rican Haitian kid from the Bronx. You know, I wasn't normally like hanging out with people. I was down with the, the comic book nerds. That was my jam. And then people came in here and started going to Rocky. And guess what? There's a whole bunch of comic book nerds here. There's a whole bunch of Harry Potter nerds here. There's a whole bunch of, you name the fandom, believe me. They got it. Yo, you knit all day. You you know the difference between knitting and crochet? Yeah, they're here too. Like whatever. <laughs> You name it, they're here. Everybody's here. This is a microcosm of the universe. If everybody at Rocky could come together right now over me, uh, just uh, in a general, just uh, learn to live together to a degree, to the best way that they can do, I have hope for the rest of the world. You know, people's like, they can't get along via political lines and stuff like that. I've seen people in different Rocky situations that were definitely definitely diametrically opposed political stuff but you know what they were all able to get together in the rocky stuff because this is the thing this is the thing all it takes is screaming slut at a 40 foot tall picture of susan sarandon we all agree on that <laughs> the one the one political thing we can all agree on susan sarandon's a slut and you know what she would agree with it too she'd probably tweet the shit out of it it's good good content <laughs> yeah could she never get arrested you know right phil thank you so so much for chatting with us today we absolutely loved getting to know you more we fucking love you and we absolutely cannot wait to have you on this thursday's episode before we go are you or your cast doing anything really cool that you'd like to tell our listeners about yeah, you're talking about that the New York the New York cast. Uh, Y'all guys would know that better than I. I am just but a bit player in the thing. I'm just an old codger that is called in every once in a while. So uh, anything that you guys are plugging, you would know better than I. What are you doing? Is there anything that you're doing personally that you want to plug? Oh yeah, word. Okay, I got a TV show called Checkerboard Kids. You can check that out. Uh, you check out the YouTube channel. That's uh, Checker Phil, and uh, also. Uh, you could check out – oh, God, I'm just involved with so many other jams there. Uh, if you do a general search for Checker Phil, you'll find out what's up. The TV show is Checkerboard Kids. You could do a search on that. Eh, there's stuff going on there, you know. So check out my content, Checker Phil. 
You just put that, put that in your Gmail and smoke it. No, put the, put that in your in your Google uh, uh, thing and search that up. My YouTube channel is Checker Phil. Do a search on Checker Phil. Many things I do will be up there. I'm sure there'll be some art. There'll be some TV stuff. There'll be stuff. Check it out. Oh, fucking amazing. And of course, if any of our listeners are interested in checking out Phil's work, we will have it all linked for you in our show notes. (laughs) There it is. Phil, thanks again for joining us. If you want to hear more from all three of us, be sure to tune into this week's episode of Rocky Talkie Podcast, where you'll hear all the latest news and updates from the Rocky Horror community. We'll talk to you all on Thursday. Bye! See ya! Peace! (laughs) Awesome. I am so happy to be here. It's like, I listen to you guys all the time, so I feel like, ah. Like, sometimes when I'm, like, just listening to you guys, I'm, like, you're, like, just yelling at, like, at my, my, my computer. I'm, like, yeah, that! And now, and now I'm, like, literally, like, now you guys can hear me. That's embarrassing. Yeah, now you can, yeah, that us IRL. Mm-hmm.